0: Regal Movie Masters
1: Unlimited yeah! This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theaters and I don't know if any week has been truer than this we're <laughs> staring down the barrel of six flicks for ya got locked and loaded insert gun sounds here your movie masters are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? And I'm Colin. Uh, we do have a uh, email you can reach us at, moviemasters760 at gmail.com for any of your questions or inquiries. We'd love to read them on the air and chat it up with you. So hit the old email. Again, that email is moviemasters760 at gmail.com, moviemasters, plural. We also have an Instagram you haven't heard of this uh crazy thing. It's official movie masters. I'm I'm chomping at the bit. Dylan, cue me up. Is it champing or chomping? Champing.
2: yeah. I not
1: no. Now you chom- Not an no. Westrian, are we? I know it doesn't make any Dylan, sense. Dylan. What are we talking about?
3: <laughs> uh we got Marvel's the the new one in the MCU uh world. Carol Danvers aka Captain Marvel has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. However, unattended consequences see her shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties send her to the Anomalous. Oh my God! I don't know what the fuck. I don't <laughs> Why don't
2: you read these beforehand? I wrote it down. <laughs> I
3: know
1: you wrote it down. It wasn't what I when said. Her duty I said send can...
3: her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Cree revolutionary. <laughs> her powers become entangled with two other superheroes to form the Marvels. Features Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, uh, Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, uh, Eman. E- e- Villani oh. as Kamala Khan, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Zawe <laughs> Ashton <laughs> just keeps going as Darbin, and directed by Nia DaCosta, who did uh, the last Candyman movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's,
1: a, that's a good pull. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we don't need to tell you about this movie. We know you saw it. The box office numbers, don't <laughs> lie. Every person <laughs> in the world went to see this movie. At fight, least a couple times, right? Fighting yeah. through the crowds. We were able to elbow people out of our way and see this no i'm 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 joking if you haven't heard this one is i think i hear more about how bad this movie is doing at the box office and whether anyone liked it or not like i haven't heard yeah a- opinion about this film i've only heard like it's over for marvel i think you have to actually
0: see it I, there, this was funny there was actually like as i was pulling in the parking lot an actual tumbleweed was in the parking lot and and you know i went in mean, agnostic i was like hey maybe it'll be good but uh yeah, that was <laughs> it's just funny seeing an actual tumbleweed.
1: Yeah, I I did like the movie. I'm I yeah. I am a guy who likes comic book movies still. You know, I think I was thinking about this. Like if I had to give advice on how to pace yourself with these uh comic book movies, it's just not to put that much importance on them <laughs> cuz I've been able to keep up my interest in these films for this long. Basically, oh, you're talking about
0: as a viewer, don't put it... Yeah, pre- yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but I,
1: not, I think the people who are really like upset at just the current state of these movies are people that were like, really hanging their hats on them. But it's like, you just go to the theaters, you watch them once, you bank it, and you you move on. You know? That's your
0: Spider-Man 3 approach, if I recall. Just, uh, if
1: you don't need to watch it at home or whatever. I don't know. I, uh, but I still like these movies. As someone who still likes these movies and they fully acknowledges that they're silly or whatever, I found this one to be like competent i got it at like a, a um a better than ant-man 2 not as good as the flash better than blue beetle something in that range as far as superhero movies that came out this year do you guys let's see what's your guys power ranking where do you sit this one
4: uh, was that all the ones that came out oh no
1: a, there was more there was i mean guardians 3. guardians 3 i think is
4: oh, the right.
1: oh yeah that's a good one. that's like the genuinely good one um but that might be the only there was the spider verse
2: that
0: one it fell off from the first one for sure yeah i wish
4: i could remember the flash as well it's kind of been a little too long i remember liking it but i i like this one yeah (laughs) it reminds me of the last thor movie kind of it's like colorful space stuff happens earth stuff happens it's much funnier than we've seen in a while the Flash is not funny. <laughs> well, people
1: uh, the, the people disparage the Marvel films for being too funny, too quippy, and it gets in the way of the serious tone of Captain Marvel. <laughs> but, you know.
4: I like that she is, like... Kind of the way that they fixed Barry Allen a little bit in uh, the Flash versus when he was in Justice League.
1: Okay, like made some tweaks to the yeah, uh, personality they, of the character on screen.
4: Yeah, that's kind of how Captain Marvel is here because she is straight up unlikable.
1: <laughs> yeah, they toned down the girl boss factor a little. Yeah,
4: a little bit, and she's not really the star of it, you know. So I'm glad about thing. that. Yeah,
1: and yeah, I thought it. I mean, like this is this is a, okay. I'm going to tell you here. This is the way you should look at these movies. The fighting was fun, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because the gimmick this time is itch every time everyone uses their powers, it switches places with them, so they all have to kind of get in one place, and they do this coordination thing, and so there's some, like, you know, uh, uh, fun fight sequences that have a little bit more spice on them than, like, your pure, bland, power level uh, fights. Um, I may bring up another critique bandied against these Marvel movies is they just introduce villains and kill them and i swear as soon as i saw <laughs> this lady pick up like the power band and she's like i'm the evil guy in this movie i'm like oh she's gone she done. <laughs> we're never hearing from this one again and i don't even know if we get a like a red skull cameo uh, style it's just like uh, all right well <laughs> and it's pretty you know it's it's this is um A bog standard one, you know, I think it kind of hits on the regular beats that these movies have. I do like in these films where they go to see new places and it gets a little uh, Star Trek-y, I guess. Or, you know, the cosmic comics are always the same way where it's like you go to a new planet and here's their wacky thing they got. And they show up to this planet where everyone sings. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Guardians 3 did it. Better And there was a little bit more spectacle to the new locations that they went to this one. Everything about this movie feels very much like checking a box, you know, like, yes, a character arc was had. Yes, lighthearted jokes were had. Yes, the characters grew and became friends at the end, like, check, check, check down to like the, the my grievance with these movies, which is the post credit scenes that are basically where the more interesting movie should have started. (laughs) You know, like, start there and then maybe we'll get some fucking people in the seats
4: this is not a more interesting post credit there wasn't even a post credit scene
1: stop it <laughs> dumb okay mid credits then there's a cat a cat meowing there's, oh that
4: one they yeah
1: come on uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what he's saying he's like if you start the movie with a cat meowing no no you start with <laughs> uh monica rambeau wakes up in an alternate universe because she sacrifices herself for something. And uh, in, in the alternate reu- universe, who is there to rescue her and wake her? But Kelsey Grammer's Beast.
4: Oh, yeah, but that's a totally different movie.
1: Yeah, I know, but stop uh, fucking... I will <laughs> say a crazier movie. That's actually one of the things I did like about this movie
0: is it seemed to take place in one universe and wasn't the multiverse. Right, right. So that get, that gets some credit cause I felt that was starting to wear thin.
1: Yeah, they're not bouncing back and forth. Yeah. There's... Uh, there's uh, I, I think what defines like the kind of filler movies or when I say filler, I think it's really like an issue of stakes, you know, yeah. and that's why like Endgame, I think for a lot of people was the be all end all because yeah. it was the whole Stole. state of the universe mm-hmm. and was built up forever. And the Avengers movies tend to have, you know, worldwide threats, whereas this one was like, uh, Captain Marvel, you, 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 you accidentally turned off the sun when you turned off that computer thing. And then she's like, oh, my bad. And then she started it up. Let me fix it. And if we really were to map out the plot, like that's what happens. You know, the stakes aren't too uh, crazy on this one, which kind of makes it underwhelming. But I don't know. I'm again, if you, you you read enough comics, it's like most of it's like that. Just yeah, it sets issues. up a lot of stuff.
4: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, with the kids, that I don't care. I could not care less about that.
1: You're not. You're not showing up for Young Avengers.
4: I don't care. Not one, with the exception of. Com- uh, name Kamala? Kamala Khan yeah she's funny and I like her right but the other kids I don't care <laughs> Mama,
1: don't tell Dylan that you're disrespecting Haley Seinfeld like that he will Stein... Stein...
0: yeah it's
3: Seinfeld Seinfeld <laughs> is a...
1: well
0: different thing yeah
1: underground comic different person don't yeah. tell Dylan that you're offending
4: no it would be really funny if she didn't do it because she even says like oh, I'm too old for this in the movie or I <laughs>
1: yeah in the movie, oh. in the movie, in the movie. <laughs> there's a uh, there's Hulk's son uh, he doesn't. I don't think we've seen him yet. But Hulk's son. Oh, they did show mentioned up. that they mentioned. I don't think they did, but in the comic books, oh, Hulk's in the in the Young he Avengers. He would need to have a movie by now for him son. to be involved. Thor's little kid. You're not riding for Thor's little kid. I don't know. This is, I guess, also the reason everyone hates these movies, which is that we're predicting a film that doesn't exist yet, <laughs> and who's going to be in it, rather than, um, you know, actually. Yeah talking about you know, this movie
4: for all these like this this label is like a filler movie i am so glad to see a movie that just begins there's a middle <laughs> and there's an end self-contained you know? okay. yeah, yeah although i did
0: along with you know, the other the gripes about um, you know marvel dying and blah 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 blah, blah. there the other one I, I tend to see is what was it oh that you need to watch um TV shows, Disney Plus stuff right. to to understand this movie. I was like, uh, I didn't watch Miss Marvel, and I was fine.
1: Yeah, and they set it up and up. There's a little girl, and she's in yeah. Jersey, and she has powers, and she likes. I just accepted. It. Marvel. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think you really need to get in the reeds with these things. Nah, they make them for babies. You know, you know, these are for kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's the other. That's the other thing. It's like again, don't get too invested in these films, one way or the other. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but they also do say like. The scroll have to go live somewhere else, right? And then, of course, Monica Rambeau getting stuck. Captain Marvel is around now. <laughs> yeah. And Then you get Kamala like making a team. So there's stuff set up, but again, it's like it's its own thing. And I'm glad that it's not like stops in the middle of a sentence needs to be picked up by a completely different title, you know, yeah. and character to know what's gonna happen next. That I think is a thing that really drives me crazy. Like a lot of the the DC comics were like you won't know what's happening <laughs> unless right. you're reading like three other titles. Yeah, you
1: need mm. Batman, Detective, and
4: for the same storyline, the
1: Adventures of Har- Harley and Ivy, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dick Grayson, yeah. Ra's Al Ghul one shot. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that's what makes the movies work is when they're all interconnected. That was another box checked Is the the Valkyrie shows up. To help out the scroll, so it's like okay, you're you are acknowledging you're in the universe. Good job, mission accomplished. Box checked. Um, and by the way, I should note, like on this, you know, the flopping of the movie or whatever, it's like no one should care about a Ms. Marvel movie. There's no reason why, like, this is not an A-tier character. This isn't Superman or Batman or Wolverine or Spider-Man yeah. or like anyone big like that. These Marvel freaks, they gambled on some wacky stuff Mm -hmm. and came out ahead so many times. Yeah, this is what a Captain Marvel movie should be, which is like Mm -hmm. a couple people watching it, I guess. you know There should never be like, well, yeah, of course we're going to put 270 mil into this movie because that's the fan base for Captain Marvel, the comic book. No, you do that with Batman, you do that with Superman and a couple others. Just because you got lucky this many times, you shouldn't keep getting lucky on these. This is not a B team character. This is a C team character. This is a character that only exists for legal ease purposes. Like, I'll leave it to you guys to read the Wikipedia article, yeah. but they only use this character to retain the rights of it because they wrestled it away from Shazam. Kelly Sudakonic, who I did like to see in the credits, I always like when like actual comic people have an in with these movies she made carol danvers like her project in the comics and built a lot of this lore and universe stuff but like that's post 2000 These aren't like legacy stories they're building on here so yeah i think if you want money and stuff maybe stick to those those big characters that have toys that kids played
4: with well, or like you were talking about last time, just uh, spend less, still yeah. make a profit, but don't go all crazy. Right. I was
0: just shocked to see the 270 number because I didn't understand
1: where it all went. As that, they all, and again, I don't know if this is another box checked or not, but like the conclusion is just another CGI smear, just completely yeah. like anticlimactic. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be big and everything, but you're watching just smears of, mm-hmm. you know, video game cut screens on screen and it's like we're still doing this huh Hmm. we've learned nothing
4: (laughs) wait what was the big they fight her
1: yeah they fight the lady but then she turns into like a power uh thing and the monica oh she bursts a hole in the uh you know
4: yeah i'm just saying there's not like a smeary fight scene like there in like wonder woman or something like that where you can't tell what's going on
1: it's not a fight scene but she does go out and she blows up and she turns into cosmic energy and then Monica Rambo has to go out and protect it and they have to blast their cosmic energy. There's a good three to five minutes after they actually kill the lady or or no, after they after she transmutes herself. I don't know, bro. They spent half of this movie saying the word bangle, and that's the funniest. It was really <laughs> funny.
0: I kept, I kept thinking it was like a like a slight speech impediment pronunciation of bangle. So I was like, when's a tiger gonna come? They, they
1: say bangle so many times. I wasn't exactly don't exact. Ask me exactly what happens, but the lady bursts into a bunch of power, and they have to go after, her and they burst her into cosmic power. Cosmic stuff doesn't translate to. The big screen i don't think i've never seen it. that aspect pulled off
0: oh, i agree
4: but well, i also am like remembering now in the guardians movies where they do that a whole bunch
0: yeah
1: some thor stuff maybe i mean yeah that's the again that's the these movies are they have a lot yeah. <laughs> the, the, no, the end true. it's like they need to show a big razzle dazzle and yeah it ends up just being a smear and Usually, really another effective.
0: box checker is they—they they try to have like really popular songs. I don't remember any of the music. Oh, you,
1: you got the Beastie Boys song. With that, oh, was that's in the, right. I remember that was in the trailer. Yeah. But that was a—I think James Gunn kind of forced that yeah. hand pretty heavy, and so kind of made everyone else have to back off. I think because you can't you can't touch those movies and their their song yeah. selections. Dylan, I haven't heard from you very much. You Got anything to add here?
3: Uh, when Valkyrie showed up, did you? I expected Nebula for some reason she has that planet,
1: right? Mm. I yeah. well, they haven't established that per se, but they have established the Valkyries thing, and that's sort of been this like um sanctuary for wayward planet people mm-hmm. on Earth. Uh, so it wasn't totally out of left field. Oh, I
3: wasn't like, oh shit! I was more like, oh, I don't know. I expected Nebula. <laughs> I, <like that.
4: laughs> I like... guess because she's in space already. Yeah, could've,
1: could've and worked. again, she sense. has that planet full of people. So, I don't know. If I'm planning out these movies, I'm never being like... So, the previous movie, like, no, 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 no. You don't know what. These are going to get jumbled up. They don't reveal Nebula has her own planet till... Guardians 3. Which wasn't probably done filming by the time this movie was filming. So, I assume. I guess fair enough. Yeah, they just went with... uh, what they've already established. Valkyrie. Yeah.
4: Maybe she was just like, man, I messed up these people's planet. I'm not going to send them to Nebula's <laughs> world. I'm going to send them somewhere nice. And listen, I'm, a, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm such a simple man. I see the people on screen. I know. I clap. Oh, yeah. You know, no, we all cheer. We simple stand up, man, fist pump. Open mouth, fingers pointing to screen. Yeah. You know how it is. I was stoked. The Marvels. Uh, are we, are we going to power up our bangles for this one or... Uh, are we going to let it get assassinated by the Kree? Um I think this is one that you have to kind of already be in for. You know, you, this is not going to convert any comic book movie haters. If you like comic book movies, this one's fine. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's pretty in the middle. But um, I've seen a lot worse, and uh, I, I like this kind of movie. I'm fine with it. Go see the Marvels or the... They'll die. The whole <laughs> movie industry is going to die. If you don't watch this movie, you got to go see this movie. Dude, don't you want to see the X-Men? Fucking go watch this then, dummy, or they'll never get it. You're not going to get to see the X-Men if you don't watch Marvels. You, personally, listen to
4: this. It's true. You like Beast? At least he's going to be <laughs> <then>. <laughs> One X-Men. Oh, yeah. confer- the most famous one. Clearly. Um, yeah, Power of Up. Get both bangles if you can. <laughs> One will do. <laughs> I like this movie. I really enjoyed it. It's like I said it's colorful. I like space. I like the silly stuff. I like Kamala. I don't like uh Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. I feel like was underused somehow in this ensemble. She kind of like fell through. Well, a I mean
1: there's no reason any of these people should be in a room together other than they both they tangentially share the name Marvel like
4: Well, she and Carol Danvers are, like, family.
1: Yeah, until Carol Danvers became a... Carol Danvers is a case... If all you know about these people is there's a space cosmonaut who can turn off suns or turn on suns. There's a lady who works in the military who got (laughs) touched by a witch. And then there's a teenage (laughs) girl in Jersey. You're not saying, oh, put these three together. This is gonna (laughs) rule. So it's a a little on the arbitrary side for the ensemble. Well,
4: I feel like all the more reason that they should each kind of get, you know, some more stuff. Yeah, right. like or at least equally. But um, but they kind of didn't. They haven't given her that much. I hope that whatever the next movie is, like they they tease with her being in the other universe, that she does get something more, because I feel like she's pretty bland right now. But that Star Trek comparison, I think, is really apt. I love Star Trek and I think this feels a lot like Strange New World and I'm also curious as to why it costs so much when they can make a show <laughs> that looks as good as it looks and you know as consistently as fun as it is and kind of not spend that much and uh, this does feel like one of the one of those episodes where like you go to a different planet. she did something she shouldn't have done and they try to like fix it good i like it and i do i don't think that it's going to convert any you know people that hate comic book movies but i do think this is another one that's like accessible enough to somebody who likes genre film that is not necessarily a comic book movie like sci-fi movie or space stuff and that it's a fun watch you
1: know what i'm glad about Mm. i think this is like proof of concept of a green lantern movie true (laughs) this is basically what a green lantern movie could should and should be. should be <laughs> pretty easy
2: to I do. Call it proof of concept, though. It's <laughs> just, I guess that you can make it. Yes. Okay. It can yeah. be
1: made if you just you yeah. know do the Fortnite. Not that'll it do well, but that'll. Oh no, but it could yeah. be done. It can be made. Yeah. Get yourself two hundred seventy million dollars and make it. I mean, I, there you there. Listen, I don't know what backwards world we're living in right now, but there was a time when we lived in a country where Green Lantern was far more prominent of a pop culture yes. figure than yes. Captain Marvel. I believe in some world that's still the case put green lantern in. make a green Lantern. make a hey hey dudes make a green lantern
2: movie please that's it it's just for me you don't gotta (laughs) show it to you
1: you don't gotta do the don't you just like you know you did the batgirl movie and then you just turned it off do that but instead of zero people (laughs) let one person see it let that person be me i like green lantern brent what do you think uh i I think yeah go ahead
0: and get yourself a bangle but like Go cheap. Like if you got some extra Dave and Buster's points, get the bangle from there because it's more than likely you're going to forget your bangle and leave it somewhere and never miss it. So don't don't go hard on, on the bangle. Uh, but I would like to get on my soapbox. I would like to campaign for uh, American celebrities to not be allowed to make domestic commercials anymore and go back to only doing them in Japan because the entire time I was looking at Samuel L. Jackson, I was expecting him to sell me Capital One because he was using the same voice that he uses in in you the in his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like I just I, for whatever reason I, I'm, I get targeted with with his ads so much that when I hear his voice, all I can think of is Capital One. And uh, yeah, it was hard to really lock into Nick Fury. I don't did was his performance good? I, I'm I can't see the truth. He's in
4: it. he's phoning it in a little. Yeah,
1: yeah he's okay. he's cashing right. checks, but Thank I don't you. know when he last. When he ever really cared, because comic book movies weren't yeah. like supposed to be this huge thing when he first got right. involved in it. So at first he's like, "What am I? I'm an I'm a who now? Nick Fury? All right, I'll do that." <laughs> and then they turn into these big things, but he's already at that point been in eight movies, so he's yeah. like, "Another one of these? Okay, listen, guys, uh, fucking Ultron." Stop him. I forget the line. But he turns to the, the
0: camera and he said something. And I remember turning to you and going, well, oh, that's going to get memed. I forget what it was. but what? Yeah, it, it felt phoned in to me. So thank you for the validation. But I
4: also think it's a little like, this is the silliest one that he's been in. Because we just saw him in yeah. Secret Wars.
1: He had to be pretty sick. Where it's totally movie. different. He was oh, pretty okay. silly in the first Captain Marvel, if I recall. But it's pretty hard to recall anything about the first Captain Marvel. Very
3: oh, well, first Captain Marvel, he was like <laughs> young. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember he was like in the nineties. Yeah. He had both
1: eyes. I felt like he was goofing it up in that one a, a little bit. A little bit,
3: but I think that was just yeah. Called for. Yeah.
1: Um get
3: both bangles. I liked the acting. I thought the acting was great. It was filmed great. Um it all looked good. I thought it was pleasant.
4: It was short too.
1: By Marvel movie standards,
3: this oh, was, yeah, a it was like short film. Was it just two it
4: under was under two?
1: I remember I was like, hour 50 or something? It's yeah. crazy. I <laughs> know. more reason why that 270's had scratching, but anyways. I
4: know. Maybe there was a lot on the cutting room floor. Promotion. That too.
1: Well, do we have any other films to talk about, Dylan?
3: <sighs> well, we have uh, this, year's, um, movie, uh, mm. this year's horror movie of the season.
1: This year's horror movie of the season. Let's go. It's a wonderful <laughs> knife.
3: <laughs> Uh, I wrote a little synopsis. Uh, Winnie's life is less than wonderful one year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve. When she wishes she was never born, she finds herself magically transported to a nightmarish parallel universe. With the murderous maniac now back, she must team up with a misfit to identify the culprit and get back to her own reality. (laughs) Uh, It has uh, Jane Wittup as Winnie. And uh, Jessica McLeod as Bernie. That's the misfit in that description. Justin Long as Henry Walters. Joel (laughs) McHale as uh, Winnie's dad. And uh, it's directed by uh, Tyler McIntyre. He also did uh, that one movie, Tragedy Girls, which I don't think anyone in this room saw. Uh -uh. No. Shame.
4: (laughs) Did you see
3: it? Yeah, it had uh, a... Alexandra Ship, it's Storm from the later X Men movies. Right. And the skinhead girl from Deadpool. I don't remember. Oh, her okay. Name. Yeah. And they're just like, Let's let's kill the kids in our school. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's literally that's like the plot.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. How did how did you compare how would you compare that how do one I compare? To, uh, uh... Somehow
3: they're two wildly different movies in terms of like um how do I explain it? Tone or everything. <laughs> Maybe tone because like uh, Tragedy Girls isn't seasonal that that I remember. But also like um it doesn't feel as straight to Netflix y. You're saying this one does? Well compared. I would say it's a wonderful knife. It's more app straight to app friendly. Right. But I'm not saying it was a bad movie. It's, well, wonderful it's a wonderful knife. It's
0: a shutter flick, right? So it is
3: basically Yeah. Okay. But yeah. what I'm what I'm saying is it's a wonderful knife great movie it was wonderful <laughs> that's
1: that's the full 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 send yeah <laughs> i think i didn't like this movie i am a certified grinch <laughs> i did a distaste for everything christmas related and i'm tired of pretending i don't and um i also don't like teenagers and this is a teenagery christmas movie so it was kind of it was an uphill struggle for me I will give it somewhere in the middle, though. They found this place where they were like, it, you know, it's the last girl kind of uh, idea, right? The, the last girl trope. They're like, hey, here's a twist. If the title wasn't indicative of this enough, they combine the last girl trope with the wonderful life thing where, you know, you got to wonder if, if uh, the last girl, quote unquote, never existed, what would happen? And like, basically this, the conceit of this film is that the guy gets to keep on killing, everyone so if there's not a last girl to kill the killer the killer just gets to keep killing and if that last girl gets to come back and see the world that uh exists with uh post rampage she would say no i'm not having this and she's gonna want to go back i was like that's a genuinely interesting concept uh-huh. good job conceptually but um it is a little um a little ya in tone i guess it's r-rated and there's like just enough gore to kind of count some close-ups of some slit throats and stuff it's not totally pg-13 knife stabbings but it's not committed enough to the idea it's not like grizzly which i guess is in keeping with kind of the silly tone and that's my kind of my issue when there are these seasonal gimmick movies because it is like supposed to bring everyone out and be a little goofy i don't know i was uh they they won, as soon as they got me, they lost me again. Just because of again, just generally how the movie is, I guess. But I think it's just on my end a distaste for this kind of movie, and by this kind of movie, I mean any kind of movie this qualifies as slasher. I mean the light-hearted slasher, yeah. I can I can deal with like kind of the more grisly ones that take it seriously or you know, are more adult in theme. But this kind of teen slasher, like the CW tone of slasher, that stuff that started cropping up in the late 90s, I've always kind of had a distaste for. Um, And at least for that tone to kind of continue into the modern era, I can look back at I Know What You Did Last Summer and it has, you know, some, not nostalgia necessarily, but it's like, hey, look at the hair gel. Look at them making an earnest attempt to pitch to 90s youth culture. That's fun. But that's maybe in 20 years, this will be fun to look back at in the same reason. But I don't know. There's not much for me in that regard.
0: Did you like the Moon Knight as
1: the slasher? It was, you know, the mask thing that he was wearing is like a Christmas ornament. And I thought that was pretty yeah, clever, cool. like kind of pearl, not mm-hmm. quite white, but a little pearl and reflective. He looked good, but it's yeah. also like, he's a... It's a. It, make a slasher guy, make him look cool. Make a slasher guy that looks cool. And then you have to design that. Whereas like, you know, the icons, they were never really designed as that. They was just accidentally, they take on these iconic yeah. roles or after a couple movies, they develop it when they're like built from the ground up to be that kind of character. It's a little um, less interesting to me, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't, this, is, I don't think it's a movie problem. I, again, I'm, I'm taking myself out of this. I know that I'm just, a, again, a certified Grinch. I think the the pearl color was
0: was, was cool because it obviously contrasts blood fantastically. Right, right. That was smart on their part. Um, I think where it lost you is they they would get some a little bit of momentum and then they'd pat it with a lot of nonsense and right. kind of like eh, all right. I guess you got to make it you know ninety minutes or you know approximately that so yeah because you have to that s- in.
1: you know you the way these movies work is you have to see how their life would turn out so you do have to mm-hmm. do two things and I, again just the on the interesting level at first i was like man this is moving really fast because basically they give you an entire arc of a slasher movie mm-hmm. in like 20 30 minutes until yeah. you know the the wonderful life gimmick yeah, kicks in just under 30 I'd so say. i was like man you guys are tearing through this like the body yeah. count is going <laughs> fast. The killer's revealed, like, boom, okay, credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's so that they can set up the, yeah. the rest of the of the flick. And then by the end, the climax of it, with there's, like, mind control involved. I feel like they kind of lost the plot a little bit. But oh, yeah, for sure. It got way too involved. It I was, was just so tickled thing.
0: by Justin Long that I was fine through most of it. You right. know, it was just like, he's just playing this absurd dude, and I Yeah, I love it. I think it might have been Prosthetic Teeth or something. There was something that was just off.
1: Yeah, So I feel like Joel McHale was also cashing a check on this one. Yeah. This is this is my life. This is who I am.
4: What's he doing? Uh, this is there a community reboot?
1: I think a movie or something they're shooting. They're going for, but either way,
4: Justin Long's been in working. Yeah, but I think yeah. Joel McHale been
1: twiddling his damn thumbs. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I don't know. I like to see him. I like to see him on screen. I think I, he had to let still his, doing stuff.
1: He had to let his hair plugs grow in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: You know, I did not, I thought, like I'm sure a lot of people, that this title was just, you know, trying to be cute. I had no idea that it was actually (laughs) based on It's a Wonderful Life. Right. And I did not know that until she's like on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh. (laughs) Oh, because of the movie. Yeah, oh, I get it. And knowing that. I think this movie is really interesting okay (laughs) um because if you think about it as a remake let's say of it's a wonderful life (laughs) right just randomly also the thing (laughs) the thing that has changed is that you know there's people being killed also right because there's still the town going you know bad right and somebody some you know guy buying up all the stuff and all her family's like falling apart it's because of some murders. <laughs> <You> know, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a weird take on that. So I don't mind that they kind of spend a while on, like, the character more than, like, the the killing and right. stuff. I found that to be really refreshing because I was going into this expecting it to be, like, a... Uh, I assume what Thanksgiving is going to be. Right, right, right. Or like. Well, Violent
1: Night was kind of that. Yeah, but that, last again, year.
4: had a, had a weird twist. Where, a home alone situation. Yeah. yeah. And that the guy that's good is Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's weird... magic. Yeah, like if Santa was, if Violent Night was a killer Santa, that would be what I would expect. Well, it would be
1: Silent Night, Deadly Night.
4: Yeah, exactly. Or whatever like Winnie the Pooh is, that's exactly the caliber of movie I was expecting. And so for it to be this, I was like, "Oh, okay. that's just kind of a weird take on it. But uh, I'm into it. And it was like lighthearted enough where you're just kind of watching and there's murders. But you kind of also can be like, these don't count they're not her reality right (laughs) so when she goes back it's kind of weird that she does still have friends that are dead in the real world (laughs) right? um, it's also strange that her brother dies and that's what ruins the whole town
1: in the in the in the world where she was never born
4: yeah that's kind of a weird thing but uh i liked it there's no like crazy stuff that goes on uh The mind control thing made no sense. I agree that it fell apart at the end, and I wonder if they had some other thing they were going to do. But then I was like, I also can't remember the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it was
0: making me wonder. I was like, did I miss something in It's a Wonderful Life about the mind control zombie thing? I don't know what happens. Uh, Mean
1: one's still on top for you.
4: Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD Word. next month. <laughs> Get some physical release. Nice. Yeah,
1: I was—I have to admit, in my dumb dumb moment watching this—it uh, was not realizing that Back to the Future Two is basically It's a Wonderful Life, like because I, I was like, man, this is really heavy Back to the Future Two vibes. Like, oh god damn it, is that like <laughs> this fucking movie I've been watching since I was a kid? This whole time was not subtly in any way, shape, or form telling me <laughs> that it's just a wonderful life, uh, you know, a, a time travel-themed version yeah, of it. Like, yeah. God damn it, I am
4: not smart. <laughs> See, it's a good idea. You yeah, can, like, no. branch off a lot from it. And I thought this was, like, a fine, it was a fine way to do it. I do agree that it feels a little Netflixy. But I also feel like this movie and the other Zoe are basically the same. Oh, I forgot the other, other, Zoe. Zoe, other, Zoe, other Zoe. Oh, the, rom- the rom-com one. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Same feeling.
1: <laughs> but this is what for horror. Yeah. All right. So uh uh it's a wonderful knife. Right, should we should someone take a stab and watch this movie? <laughs> or um or would you rather not be born than ever see this film? I think I would rather not be born. I gotta be <laughs> honest. It was um it's pretty much just a, a snooze fest for me, though I will admit my personal biases in that regard. Take
4: mm, a stab? Take a stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a stab. It won't matter. And it's not your real universe anyway. <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. It is uh you know what, Justin Long is goosebumps? It peels goosebumpsy. Mm. Good call. For sure. If there wasn't as much blood and people were just dying and getting like stabbed. And not smoking crack. Yeah, not smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> then uh Forgot yeah, about. it would be passively goosebumpsy. So it's fine.
0: <laughs> uh take a stab if you're going with other people. Don't don't be the guy that watches this alone. I mean maybe, but, but but try not to. Um, I think it's funnier when you're around people, and I don't know. It, it, Justin Long, like if if he wasn't in the movie, I might have a more vicious take on it. But I was just laughing the entire time, just looking at him, because yeah, he's been working harder than than maybe Nicolas Cage this year. So I'm just like, why is he in this? But yeah, to go from being in like probably one of the best horror movies of the past year to maybe one of the worst is is. is <laughs> Is intriguing to me, <laughs> like 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 Justine says. This is an intriguing movie. It's not necessarily a good one. I I, I think I rated it like somewhere right down the middle, like a two point five out of five or something like that, because it's not totally devoid of entertainment value. I was entertained, but I don't see myself going back to it. So yeah, somewhere in the middle.
3: Uh, I'd take a stab at it. Go ahead and watch it. Watch it with by yourself or with people.
2: <laughs> Doesn't matter.
3: Uh, watch it. Go ahead on Christmas Day. Yeah. Alone.
0: Do you, Do you see yourself? Okay, you know, when so like people watch It's a Wonderful Life. A lot of people, at least historically, would watch it every year around Christmas time. Sure. Do you think you would do that for this
1: movie?
3: I don't watch any movie Like yeah, except for maybe a Christmas story that's on TBS.
1: Uh, I'm going to pull your card on that one. There's one movie we watch every Christmas. Oh, Oh, that's not a movie, though.
3: That's a special. That's a TV Mm hour-long special. It's not a movie.
1: Shout out to Rhapsody Street Kids. If you have not seen this. Yeah, that went a different direction. uh, I guess
3: guess we've been watching that Wayne's Brothers cartoon Christmas. Oh, my God. What do they call that one? Fuck. It's like a goofy name. It's stupid because I keep thinking of Beat Kids, Is it, and I just know that's from, oh, from uh, Wondershows. It's a
1: twist shows. on like a uh, borough of New York. It's like, instead of the Bronx, it's like the Bronx or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear. Damn it.
3: You got this, you got Not Boo Crew. It's Boo Crew. Is it Boo Crew? Yeah, the Boo Crew. Okay. We watched the Christmas. From Christ- Boo York City. That's Yeah, yeah. Was- the Boo oh. Crew Christmas. We watched that, but that's. I think that's also just a special. Well,
1: either way.
2: There's some tradition's I guess the you honor.
3: combine like a double feature That is technically a movie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway So yeah, fine, technically there's something I watch Every year on Christmas Day I'm serious about Rhapsody Street Kids not- Oh yeah, no, that's a, that's a fine classic Anyway I uh, would not watch this um, On Christmas, I'd probably only watch it If someone threw it on And I would watch it, yeah. just to see what, what I remember Anyway, go ahead and watch this Give it a stab on Christmas Day By yourself definitely by yourself Yeah.
4: <laughs> make sure you're alone on Christmas day yeah.
3: 100% yeah. wake <laughs> up at like 3am when no one else is awake and then wa- put it on
1: <laughs> what, what's, what's next Dylan what do we got
3: uh, we got Radical 6th grade students at Jose Urbina Lopez elementary are among the worst performing students in Mexico with the world being one of violence and hardship not possibility it might seem like a dead end but it's the perfect place for a new teacher, Sergio Juarez, to try something different. I did not see the, this movie, folks. Um, I had to make that up on the spot <laughs> from just remembering the trailer I saw. The, it has a... Uh, uh, fuck it. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
3: not going to be able to read any of Who's the director? <laughs> Christopher Zala. Okay. Uh, he did a bunch of Law & Order episodes. <laughs> All
1: right. Respect. Uh, is it just me and Justine on this one? Yeah, I, right. I couldn't get around this. Is a, this uh, this came out a couple weeks ago, and it's like kind of doing well. Yeah the the the, the showing we had had like some people in it, and um, it's a pretty. I I I I've, I have a theory about foreign films, which I'm working or films in a foreign language. I think you're more prone to like them because of the investment you put in. Like, yeah. if you're sitting around and reading the subtitles, I think you get a little bump. And you have to focus more. And I if, think that's big. Like, I don't know if I've seen... a. Well, granted, we don't get, like, bad foreign movies over here, I don't think. Like, you have to pass some kind of bar uh, mm-hmm. in terms of quality. I don't think we're getting, like, Argentina's It's a Wonderful Knife. <laughs> you know? I think you have to have some exceptional quality to get... Distributed in America, they're
4: so, usually like um, festival winners. But I
1: like I like most when we watch, and I think a little bit of that is uh, is the uh, effort you have to put into reading the subtitles and everything. But this is my I, my favorite kind of movie, which is a movie movie. Hmm. <laughs> if you're familiar with movies and you like the way they are, you're like this. I gotta I have queued this up. I've thought about this. I do, we don't usually go multimedia on here, but I'm gonna play you a theme that's gonna sound very familiar. I'll fast forward it a little bit. When you hear that's a, but when you hear that kind of like xylophone music in a movie, you're watching a movie, movie baby. <laughs> and this is like a movie where like you know a, de- a determined teacher, a teacher with who's a visionary, and he's at this school that's like way underprivileged in a real poor city in Mexico, and it's like you know crime and desperation and all that, and he's he's got to reach these kids. And he figures it out slowly, and you know you've seen this kind of movie a lot of times in a lot of different configurations. But I don't know if it's the the fact that the backdrop is Mexico that makes it um, more I don't know engaging or believable, or maybe there's just a, a cultural divide. Like if you see the you know the classic model, white lady goes into urban school and is like, you know Shakespeare was the first rapper? You watch that as an American, you're like, this is fucking corny. Yeah. But these are middle school kids too, so it's not like you have to believe that they're hardened gangsters or anything at this point, though some of them are involved in that kind of world because of the nature of the environment they're in. Um, but yeah, it, it's that kind of story, but without the cheesy baggage that comes along with telling that kind of story and the teacher's really cool the main character is cool and they the something that really stuck out to me of of how they did it different is that the principal like because the way this goes this move the generic ass version of this movie goes down is like the teacher is doing this experimental kind of stuff and engaging the kids and the kids are all into it and then the principal comes in and goes what's going on in my classroom you're supposed to be teaching math and he goes but they are learning they're learning about what matters to them and then you know they fire him and then blah 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 but the principal is like oh cool you're actually getting through to these guys that's awesome how can i help <laughs> and like, you know there's some pushback at first but he's like goes along with it kind of that's very refreshing to see like some kind of humanity in this they do get into like eventually the bureaucrat step in and there's standardized testing issues that come up which is all you know i guess that black cloud has to come in from somewhere but it's still nice that it comes in from uh, an external source instead of, you know, the school itself and all the kids do and again, maybe this is just like a language divide maybe if they were speaking English it'd be like they're forcing it but because I don't understand what they're saying (laughs) I'm like, these kids are fucking delivering. This is, they are performing like for being, you know, middle schoolers, sixth graders or whatever. They're really uh, doing their job, you know? Mm
4: Mm-hmm. The kids do a good job of seeming like intelligent kids. <laughs> right. Know, which right. is what they are in the in the movie. Like people just don't know because they haven't been guided properly, I guess. Um Yeah, this is a movie movie. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you're gonna be satisfied with the ending. The crazy thing is it's a real story. Boom, baby. <laughs> yeah, so this really happened. This guy really did go to this school where these kids had the lowest scores and then turned it around and they had like the highest scores or among the highest for yeah. sure. And then one of the girls who was like, especially gifted that he, uh, that the teacher noticed and kind of encouraged to, to follow her, uh, her dreams ended up being the top scorer in all of Mexico. And like, she got all these, uh, grants and stuff to go continue learning and things. And you can read about her. She wants to be like an astronaut and, uh, that'll be really cool for her to be able to do that. Um, It's also sad, you know, the way that uh, these movies can go, Uh, but I think it's just, I guess the difference of it, the difference between it being like in Mexico and being somewhere in the States is there's a bar in the States that uh, you expect, if kids are going to public school, they may have really old books, Right. they may be not paying attention, their teacher might not be paying attention to them. But, there's a,
1: there's a, a looming threat of gang life, like in the very, tucked away in the corner.
4: Yeah, this is like, these kids, you feel and you see around them that it's like, they don't care about this stuff really, because no one really cares about them, because they will never get out of this town. It is just so bleak and so crappy, and the their lives are so like, already on their paths, uh, because of this like, really impoverished place they're in. Um, that you really, you really do feel like this is a desperate, I guess, chance that this teacher is taking because he hates to see it, you know, he hates right. to see this, these conditions and believes that through learning stuff, even if you don't get out of that socioeconomic situation that you can kind of elevate your mind, <laughs> I guess. And I was surprised at the end of this movie, I was like, kind of stunned, where I was like, this is a movie. Right. <laughs> this really hit me the way that films should hit you. Cinema, you know? it's inspiring. Yeah, it's that's one of those like at the end of uh, Landscape with Invisible Hand, right? But I'm like. This is why film is art, right. you know, not just the artistic, like visually cool stuff that, you know, some cinematographers or directors can do, but in terms of how they can make you feel and right. how they can convey things that they want you to feel. And I was really impressed by it. I was so glad, like I was so proud of them
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for making this
4: movie. I felt really like, I'm not like choked up because I was sad, but like, man, I'm, I hope they really are happy with what they did.
1: I mean, as a... As a as a, a cynical, jaded, embittered, irony-drenched, uh, you know, <laughs> man of my uh, age, for me to be like moved by a movie is very rare. You have to have the skills to pay the bills ultimately, and like, I don't have the exact scientific breakdown on how they figured it out, how to do it with this one. It's a dare I say tired trope, but um, yeah, just executed so well, it's effective. It's a- absolutely, hats off to them. And nice to see a movie that is, like, just has a, a level of quality to it, can be seen by the masses. Your grandma can watch this and appreciate it, but it's um, not dumb, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's still a level of craft, and it's artfully made, and it's... Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was, I, was, I was very impressed with this film, and good to know that it's not one of these movies that's just completely ignored, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, it has some footing in the box office, for whatever that means, just... Some people are seeing it. That's nice to see. You don't usually get that with the more artsy stuff.
4: But I don't know. I'm I'm sure it's doing really well internationally. It is in Spanish. (laughs) I don't think we mentioned, but it is in Spanish. I mean, we said Mexico and subtitles. But To
0: be fair, the best horror movie we saw this year probably was the Spanish one as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Different countries, but still. Still got to do some reading. Hey, you want to see some good movies out there. What was the some Michelle
0: movies? Pfeiffer
4: movie that, that tries to do this? Oh,
1: Dangerous Minds. That's what it was. With Coolio, the And the, the song. guy
4: from Hackers. There you go.
1: <laughs> Legendary film. So uh, overall, uh, Justine, would you say r- it radical is uh, totally gnarly or a bummer, dude?
4: <laughs> it's radical, dude.
1: <laughs> I as well think it's totally radical. It's, it's very radical. Uh, Dylan, what else are we watching this week?
3: Oh, well, Colin, we got the holdovers. Uh, a curmudgeonly instructor at a New England prep school remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. Right. Uh, he soon forms an unlikely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and with the school's head cook, a woman who just lost a son in the Vietnam War. Paul Giamani is Paul... Unum? I don't Sure. Know Uh, Dominic (laughs) Sessa as uh, Angus Divine Joy Rudolph as Mary Lamb And uh, directed by Alexander Payne Who also did uh, Sideways
0: with uh, Paul
1: Giamatti Brent, you're like super smitten with this one, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I loved it Um, To the point where I tried to watch Some older Alexander Payne movies that I missed And kind of abandoned that quickly But yeah, this this one was solid I liked uh, how stylized it was Even like the pre-roll look you know that it, it it ran like the restricted sign and the classic you know blue, uh, upper two thirds, and also like portion of the lower third. You know what I mean? That like, like that yes. Queens of the Stone Age record, yeah. So I was like, oh okay, they're they're going for something here. I'm like, can they pull it off? And as it was unfurling, I was like, oh yeah, they absolutely can pull it off. And I think got to rewatch Sideways, but it's it felt like Giamatti's um, the, p- perhaps best performance. I'd have to rewatch some stuff to make that. Like, Declarative, yeah. But... That
1: would be private parts that you need to rewatch.
0: Yeah. Oh, pig face. or pig no, vomit. Pig vomit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I'd have to rewatch that and 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 go A B for sure because it's very similar role. Shoot him up. Shoot. Oh, him? he is and shoot him up. Yeah. What the hell? Li- shoot
1: him up. I I implore everyone listening to watch uh shoot him up on Tubi. It is. The, oh, okay. Sick. It's a it's a post it's like a post crank action movie. It's uh a buddy of mine, he does a really good Paul Giamatti, and I've been trying to do a good Paul Giamatti, uh-huh. but I'm so bad at it, but I feel like my bad Paul Giamatti is funnier than a good Paul Giamatti, <laughs> but uh, oh, his, uh, his line from that movie is, well, fuck you, Mr. Hero. I've seen that meme. That I didn't know where yeah, it was from. it's from okay. the movie Shoot'em Up. Anyways, continue. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, I dug it. I think that... Uh, I talked to a few people, and they said, unlike It's a Wonderful Knife, uh, some people have already told me that they're going to rewatch this every year around the holidays. They feel it's a good holiday film, sets the tone, makes you appreciate things. Um, I don't know. I was I was just thoroughly entertained. I, I bought into the, that world that they established right away, and they didn't really um, throw any curveballs in a, in a bad way. I like the characters, I like the examination of uh, the hierarchies within the school, within the friend groups. You kind of see. Uh, the the douchy characters kind of get their comeuppance, but not in like a really um, overplayed kind
1: of way. Um, I don't know. What, what, what did you think? I think you're underselling like how stylized it is. Because this Super. is, I mean, I, I think the the main selling point I would say is like that it's very much like a new Hollywood style film in terms of late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. Every set piece, every the the performance, the style of editing, the yeah film grain, all of that stuff. It's just such an homage to that uh, era of filmmaking. And that's like, you know, I think for uh, most people that, like myself who don't really know movies when we want to watch like a good movie, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that, you know, or, ah, a good, I uh, can throw this uh, yes, on. I can yeah. understand what's going on yeah, here. I don't yeah. think I'd really understand, you know, I'll yeah. pretend to understand metropolis, but I won't really, but you throw on a uh, fucking deer hunter and I'm like, yeah, 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 I know what's, I know what this is. So yeah, it, but it's very much so seems like uh, a labor of love from someone who understands the mm-hmm. gutty works of that stuff. I do feel that I kind of walked out like happy that they're giving me the thing I like, which is movies that look like okay. this, right? Okay. And performances that are really good, everything's great. I'm like, why isn't this sticking? And I think for me it's kind of a bad script or a shallow script or a script that doesn't quite fulfill what a movie can do. I, this is only me having like a couple days to mull this over like if I if I didn't have that sense of what's what's missing here i probably wouldn't put this kind of examination into it but the characters didn't have arcs no No one changes from the beginning of the movie till the end of the movie the characters to the credit are very likable immediately like i loved seeing uh you know intellectual nerdy kid who wasn't like a pushover like he has some toughness to him and some balls and he's fucking with other kids as much or more than he's being fucked with that's nice to see them avoid the trope of the Holden Caulfield type. Exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. So they great job there. But like you know, Paul Giamatti doesn't like his job in the beginning, and in the end, he doesn't like his job, mm-hmm. and he doesn't quit of his own volition. So there, there's, his situation technically there, is different. Okay.
0: I was trying to to think of this, and there there is a slight arc with a Giamatti character in that he starts off very pretentious, you know, and and like, projects himself as a superior intellectual, but then it's revealed throughout the movie that he didn't even graduate college, you know, and he's been faking his way through this entire thing. So he does come down a couple pegs to meet uh, the, the troubled youth where he is, and it, it solidifies their bond a bit. Again, it's not a huge
1: arc. You're right. He- it's also not technically an arc, because yeah. it's not like that happens. It's just that the things that have preexisted with these characters... Are just revealed to the audience ultimately and to each other yeah it's not like something happens and he you know he doesn't change his life yeah he's do, than- he doesn't like kids and at the end of the movie he likes kids it's not that dramatic yeah. he doesn't he likes this one single kid a little bit more <laughs> and like when he makes this sacrifice for the kid to you know he kind of falls on the sword so that the yeah. kid doesn't have to get kicked out of school it doesn't really have an impact because even though he loves antiquity and all these intellectual pursuits. He doesn't like his job or the kids. He has a huge amount of resentment for his situation in life. He didn't seem to give a fuck that he quit. He did not quit. He got fired. Or sorry got, they got fired. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, his yeah, own volition. Yeah. So again, he's yeah. not really making a change. And so it's like the kid is static. The, I guess
0: it's more that like he threw himself on a grenade. You yeah, I mean? for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: And the I thought the maid had a or the cook, mm. uh, yeah. Mary, she had a I think my favorite part in the movie. She has this kind of catharsis, not so much a catharsis, but at the party, you know, she just kind of, she's grieving the loss of her son and she's just, you just see her standing in the kitchen and all everyone that's like, you know, at the school with her kind of like blocks off the kitchen. So it's just them in the room and she's just breaking down. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, that's a moment, you know, that's like, you're seeing a character have a catharsis and ultimately, and I think to the film's credit, it doesn't end with her like you know, pairing off with a part a new partner right. or like, you know, having some big grand reveal or anything, but she just gets to have this little moment. And moment-ish kind of happened with the other characters, but I don't really, didn't feel it in the same way that I felt hers. Now, my main gripe after kind of like dissecting this, because again, it's, it's right there. This is like a well-made movie, a very well-crafted movie. I'm dazzled by the talent put into this, for sure, craft-wise. But in terms of personally connecting with it, I think the movie is torn between... Being kind of a plot driven movie with the kid trying to sneak out of school and figure out his dad's a lunatic and kind of come to terms with that and um, also learn about his, you know, uh, the teacher and like kind of just a cozy vibes movie. And they do both in equal parts, hence the movie's like two and a half hours long. Oh, yeah. And I feel that's where I'm like, you didn't commit. You should have gone one or the other. Either you have a movie where it's just people in a cooped up and they're learning about each other, and a quick, Breakfast for instance, club. yes, perfect, perfect, where nothing really happens and it's just cozy vibes and mm-hmm. it's wintry. Or you have this movie because if you were to have a movie where a kid is coming to terms with his father's mental illness and trying to figure out how he fits in with that, and versus his mom who's moved on and so on and so forth, would you ever? decide to make a two-week Christmas break, the backdrop of which to tell that story. I don't think you would. I think you maybe would get to a point where you're like, hey, we don't have anything happening in this movie. (laughs) Let's inject some plot. And hence, the third act feels very bloated. And I kind of wish they just went with vibes. I think you just go with, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that Breakfast Club. That's a very Mm -hmm. apt... idea of like what this could have been and um ultimately i think it's kind of torn and it's blowing people away right now like it's critically acclaimed certified great movie i question i think with well with critics i know for a fact it's like oh they're making a movie that looks like the kind of movie i like good movie and they're so fatigued with the bullshit of modern movies you know, and franchises and shit. Me, There's yeah. like, finally, yep. just a fucking movie about yep. people. I don't care that it's bloated. I don't care that it's, you know, ultimately bad script. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's just something kind of like this. There's film grade. And this is great. I love this. Give it a good review. <laughs> and like, they're justified in doing that. I question longevity-wise. And this is the problem when you have beautiful performances and a beautiful looking film and just kind of a weak script that's where the repeat viewings come into play. And I question everyone who's saying that they're going to see this again next year. Check in two years from now and yeah. tell me how many times you've seen this movie. I think it's going to be something in the vicinity of no more times. That's just a theory. <laughs> Entirely
0: possible. I mean, because, you know, you, they, everybody goes through this. There's like a record that you'll just play nonstop for months and months and months. And then a couple years later, you're like, oh yeah, I listened to that record a lot. I don't want to listen to it again, you know, like that there's a potential for that for sure. And I think your point about it kind of being a respite from a lot of the trends. Right. That is powerful to the point where it, it makes you elated. It gives you yeah. you know a euphoria. But you have your own catharsis watching the movie because you're like okay yeah this feels good because it's a throwback to stuff i know i like and you know for me that made it a vibe because i was just like all right i'm just gonna hang out i, I like i knew that it was two and a half hours right I'm like i'm just gonna fucking hang out here for two and a half hours i kind of don't care what happens because so far they haven't
1: screwed up that tone that right. vibe and, and then again, appreciated that like if you told me this movie cost 270 million i would say of course all the 100%. different set pieces all the those corduroy jackets they're not cheap you, know, you got to dress everyone up. All the, huge Wes Anderson's crowd not letting scenes. those go. Bro, huge <laughs> crowd scenes. Everyone's done up to the nines of yeah. the, the signage. It's like, it's flexing. They are flexing in yeah. this movie, how period correct they are. Not to belabor my point, but on the other hand, if you are watching like a John Cassavetes movie or something, right. dialogue-wise, you will hear some profundity a point, I don't know, Something that'll affect you and last, and like the lines are delivered great, they're acted mm-hmm. well, but I don't think there's much substance to the words themselves. I don't know how much uh, staying power this has. In Something this
0: about it made me approach this movie without needing that, I, and I, that in that regard, it delivered.
1: Yeah, no. If I if I walked away stoked, <laughs> I wouldn't think of any of this stuff. But I just walked away like, fucking, why would? It's just too long. That's all I'm really saying is it's too long for what it is.
4: It's too long, and they didn't decide what kind of movie it was going to be. I agree that the whole last third was like, is this, what, is this the story you really were yeah. going to tell in this yeah. movie? I don't think it is. Um, I'm disappointed that, yeah, that nobody changes. There isn't anything learned. This movie itself doesn't let you feel anything because it doesn't, there's not like, yeah, that was profound or yeah, that's true. They do have a conversation at some point where the guy is like, you're not your dad. Is that the point of the movie? <laughs> I don't know (laughs) I don't feel like there was a point to the movie and I'm okay with there not being a point to a movie like you said if they're just like going to be at the school and then it ends up like at the end of their uh, winter break they kind of get along you know they don't hate each other anymore can you accept
0: the point of the movie is just simply having the characters have for the most part their auspices stripped away and to reveal who they truly are versus who they project themselves to be to the outside
1: world
4: not really, because they okay. don't have to do that to, with each other. Like, they could just stay on different sides of the of the school. I would know.
1: argue as well. Again, I keep... I'm stretching, by this. the way. Uh, yeah. I, I, they don't yeah. choose to do that. The, Paul Giamatti doesn't reveal to the kid, hey, here's something I've never told anyone before. He's pushed into it by circumstance, like a true deus ex machina running into an old classmate, which starts the ball rolling, of which he has to reveal his big secret. And the kid gets caught trying to sneak out to see his father and needs to have Paul Giamatti come along with him to do it. So it's not like they're choosing to share these things about each other, with each other. Circumstance pushes them into it. Like, I don't know, uh, uh, Harold and Maude, I've seen, brought up a couple times in comparison to this. Harold and Maude, by the way, 90 minutes. Um, right, and right. that's obviously like the era they're going for, and I think maybe the dynamic they're going for—they mm-hmm. don't end up fucking just to spoil it for everyone. Wow. Um, Paul Giamatti and the kid never. <laughs>
2: right. Each other. So, uh, so no
1: can... stars for me. But you know, that's two people coming together of their own volition. This is all kind of circumstance. You know what I'm saying?
0: If you can uh, recall it, A B sideways because you got Giamatti and Alexander Payne, and I if I recall, uh, Giamatti's character is doesn't does he evolve in that i don't know
1: we're, God, we're, it's been so long yeah i know this is i don't think there's any value in talking yeah. about a movie i remember as little as sideways did he write him? uh oh he, he wrote sideways he didn't write this one and you know um the guy who did write it i said i did look all this up just kind of check myself yeah. uh, he's like a tv writer and it's like hmm yeah i guess if you want if like you know you're if everything's returning to status quo, mm-hmm. this is kind of that, except it's two and a half fucking hours. Whereas a snappy twenty minute sitcom would be have all this shit resolved real quick.
0: I mean, you know, if, if I was a fan of strobe lights and you showed me a strobe light for two and a half hours, I'd be <laughs> stoked, right? Uh, so like this vibe, I apparently yes. I really like this fucking vibe. So like to hang out with it for two and a half hours, I was like, this is so much yeah. better than a lot of stuff that I have to subject myself to, <laughs> and again,
1: from a, I, I can't stress enough as, as much as I'm shitting on it, like from a the technical perspective, that I'm talking about, like the way the yeah. actors are delivering, the way everything looks, the tone of it, everything is perfectly delivered. Mm-hmm. I just ultimately kind of feel like it's uh, empty calories. It's style over substance.
0: This is a. Uh... You're in my seat for Skimmerink, and I'm in yours. It <laughs> could be, yeah. I, don't, I uh, dude, I was vibing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I hate to uh, belittle this because there was oh, a lot of great yeah. to it, but you know, yeah. you're Justine. You don't really care for like '70s boy movies no. like this. Why would you Amer- American <laughs> New Hollywood Revolution stuff?
4: It's so boring and. I try to be like, okay, you know, you can watch different movies where they talk, where like there's stories about just different lives that people lead, you know, like, um, She came to me. Yes. You mentioned. And I'm like, yeah, that's just about some like upper class uh, mm. intellectual or right. artistic types and their whatever problems they have. And this is like, oh, these kids are so rich, they shouldn't have problems. Yeah, but their parents don't really care about them. Or do they? Just that one kid. <laughs> yeah. is that a, like the kid that his dad comes in a helicopter to take him and his friends skiing? That, that like, dog,
0: that, that, that dad was great.
4: It seems like everyone else is pretty okay. <laughs> So this is just putting us into watching these two characters. I agree the movie looks like it's supposed to look. <laughs> it's acted well. It you know, the locations are what they're supposed to be. But those are locations that they didn't create. They right. filmed at, like different schools for the different rooms and then just put it together. And then the house scene, we see, we see very few different settings. Right. Well, um,
1: and not until they go to the Boston. Yes. But there's yeah. there's still a diner and yeah. like the house and a hospital
4: but they um they just filmed in places that still looked old still and that house that they were in they were like yeah it's say, it had like the same like ch- kitchen fixtures as, yeah. it, as it did back then so that was that's kind of cool that they you know were able to use that real stuff but um i am just always kind of disappointed when there's a movie that it's like yeah i see what you were going for <laughs> you did a good job at that But I wish that there had been some substance along with it because I'm thinking about like, what are the movies that people are like, oh, I love movies like this. Do you? You like movies that look like this. But when was the last time you saw a movie that looked like this that wasn't good? You know, like all those movies that are mm-hmm. that still remain that people laud for being great and looking so seventies. They're and the stuff. ones
1: that are good enough to survive. Exactly. Right. So,
4: d- were you watching the movie that didn't make any money? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that what came opened out? the same
1: week as Serpico?
4: <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what I feel like this movie is. It seems like it was made at that time. It's made in the style of a movie that has longevity, but it's not actually Criteria one of Criterion
1: never tapped it on the shoulder. Yeah, I'm sure they restoration. will. But, right. you know, oh, they definitely But will. I don't yeah. think
4: they would if those previous movies did not exist, you know. But I... one. Kind of a neat thing. <laughs> the how they like uh, they made all those new logos and stuff in right. the beginning. Yeah. Miramax really liked the one that they made for this movie, so they've used it on a couple of other movies oh, no already. Shit. Yeah, okay. they're like, This looks cool. I,
1: I, I read a I read a gaff on this movie. Apparently, um on the basketball court they have a three point line oh. and that wasn't invented until yeah. later. Ah, uh-huh. This is
2: I've know.
0: changed my whole mind on this yeah, movie. I know. This Fuck is that, some right? bullshit. Idiots. Man. The, Fucking dummies. <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, holdovers, are we going to stay at school for Christmas break, or are we going to go home and forget everything about this? Which is the bad one? I think stay, I think the bad one is, is, is uh, going home. The good, okay. It's a holdover, you want to stay there. All right. I, but all of my gripes, I do think, even if you are the coldest soul like myself, I think if you like the new Hollywood 70s American movies just the technical elements of this are going to get you in the door. I uh you know, have my problems with the film, but the 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 good outweighs the bad. I'm still I'm still in, but I'm just not uh necessarily uh, smitten with it is all. So that that yeah, if you, if you it's a marvel from a technical perspective. I'll I'll just say that and make it and <laughs> leave.
4: <laughs> um I agree. I think it really depends on do you have something to do on Christmas break or do you not? Um, I think you can hold over. You can watch this if that's your thing. Again, if you are in it for the aesthetic or for the uh, the craft of making something look like it came from this time period, you know, they have studied. and uh, so, Made with love. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the same way that like, I don't know, a picture you see painted in a hotel lobby is well done, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't really have an artistic quality to it. It's Jesus, kinda how I feel that about it so movie. much more mean than <laughs> saying you just don't like it. <laughs> Saying I don't like she it said because over over. I don't like Listen, it. Listen, you
1: have to be a good painter to have your stuff hanging in a dentist's office, you know. I'm I mean, saying technically,
4: and like in the style of other artists and stuff, you know, like artists, um, what do they call apprentices and stuff? They had to like be able to it's do true. that. It's true. And I think that that is well done. And I think again, if you like a landscape painting, then you're gonna enjoy, you know, whoever is whoever is painting it. I think it was well done. I think it's worth watching if you are, you know, if you want to see something that looks well done, but don't expect it to be like really great.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Hold it over. Um I'll die on the hill. If this is my skimmerink. <laughs> uh one thing I don't advise is trying to watch downsizing right after it. It uh yeah, it's it's not that very good. So uh if you're the type that gets high on the supply that this movie gives you, you don't need to chase the dragon much further than this movie uh it's not there
1: Dylan what else we got
3: oh well Colin we got Anatomy of a fall uh it's a French film I wasn't able to catch it I know you and Justine did uh so tell Brent's me in? oh okay. you did too I'm in. oh we okay yeah. well Brent also saw it again uh, another movies? two and
0: something change uh, hours yeah
3: another film I didn't catch sadly uh, French film. Uh, This is what I gathered from the trailer that they keep showing in every <laughs> single movie I've seen. We're all last... sick
1: of the marketing campaign that Anatomy of the a Fall heavy,
3: getting.
0: heavy marketing.
3: A woman is suspected of her husband's murder and their blind son faces a moral dilemma as a sole witness. That's all I got. Well, that's, okay. that's
0: the whole thing? Oh, dude, you'd love this
3: one. The all dog's right. name is Snoop. Yeah. Oh, and it features a dog named Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has Sandra Huller as Sandra. Uh Milo Machado Greater as Daniel. I guess that's son. Mm-hmm. Uh directed by Justine Triet. I looked at her page, I didn't know anything. But that's
1: all I got for this film. <laughs> it's a courtroom movie. I'm such a mark for this kind of shit. I don't know it's well, it, it was I was good. Courtroom movies are like easy mode you're immediately like, did she do it? Is the truth going to come out? But there's still a level of craft you have to have to make yeah. it really good. I think I fell in love with courtroom movies. My mom made me watch uh, To Kill a Mockingbird as a kid. Perfect. And that's like, man, yeah, they got they got me when I was young. Gregory Peck. Yeah, before I was even had to watch it in school. And then they give you The Chaser, which is 12 Angry Men, and then it's fucking over. That's got to be the goaded one, right? It still is. That's number one? Yeah. That's number one? Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I remember uh, when we were watching Oppenheimer, I just kept going, 12 angry men, 12 angry (laughs) men. It was like, you know, it was driving me crazy for some dumb reason. (laughs) I don't
1: remember. Um, But uh, yeah, the the, the, the craft on display here is uh, marvelous. I, I think they really do a good job keeping the the facts of the case somewhat ambiguous and yeah. kind of revealing more through this, the backdrop of the the case that the kid, I feel like maybe the description is putting a little more onus on the kid that is in the movie. Cause he has to like, he's learning about their relationship as we, the viewers are. Mm-hmm. And he has to figure out, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. He's trying to like, even though he is obviously there to defend his mom, he has to kind of look at it with like a clear head because yeah, yeah. he
4: also has he had a good relationship with his dad
1: yeah and he's i think at some point you the viewer are looking at him kind of getting swayed onto this yeah. like damn do i'm
2: really kill my dad <laughs> Yeah, and
1: uh, so you know you see his moral dilemma and wondering if he should fudge the numbers a little bit to make it look one way or the other Yeah,
0: because the, the trial essentially comes down to him
1: it's also the the real deal of like what are your memories and it's very That's too, yeah. difficult. That's just a, a very, a very complex. It's a complicated philosophical question when you're trying to remember what you ate or what someone uh-huh. said. You know, inconsequential things. When you're talking about literal life or death situation of a murder trial, it's uh, interesting. And God damn, did that kid perform. Yeah, Another yeah. great week for uh, the under 20-year-olds actors, man. Yeah. Kid's fucking killing it right now. But um, yeah, not short by any means. Uh, it is a longer movie, but like, didn't waste any time, I don't feel. No. It was all kind of necessary to build the tension and to kind of get you reeled in. I was sucked in. I was, uh yeah, I was in on this one, man. I thought yeah. it was really well done.
4: Yeah. Coming out of the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's why these TV shows and stuff, like Law & Order, mm-hmm. are so popular. Like, it is a long movie. I was pleased that I didn't feel like it was very long because enough of it is of the trial itself that's really fast paced. And, you know, you get to feel like angry at some people in it and like confused and questioning things. So you're just kind of along for the ride. And it doesn't waste any time during that. It's all very quick. And uh, as you're learning stuff about it, you still don't get to have the Uh, satisfaction, I guess, of anything being tied up. You just have to think about it like an actual trial where you just kind of have to take the evidence that you have and decide, but you don't get to know like you do in like (laughs) shows or movies that they're like, and that's what happened,
1: you know? Well, the lady says a great thing in it, which is maybe just a statement on the justice system in general. She's like, you know, you're fighting, but if you fight and you win, it's a good thing. And if you lose, of course, it's a bad thing, but I've won, but I don't, get anything you know my husband's right. still dead i've lost a year of my life to this trial uh, for being falsely accused of something i've only like retained my freedom that's not a win Yeah. <laughs> and it's like damn yeah i guess that is kind of a, a a dark ending and it's told i think more from her perspective i think the way you make this kind of movie um maybe a little cornier but also a little more satisfying as a viewer is if you have it be like a lawyer's perspective who's like, I'm gonna fight for you and no, you can't do this, and it's all the lawyers thing. And then the lawyer wins and you're like, Yay, he won the case, but this is her. And she's like, Yeah, I won, but I lost a fucking year of my life and my husband's still dead. <laughs> and
4: and my kid. she's like a writer. Yeah. Like, this is bad for her and my kid and
1: thinks stuff. maybe i'm a murderer and yeah. everyone else also thinks maybe i'm a murderer and your life is
0: on blast yeah you know what i mean throughout the whole thing it's just like oh and this happened she's a cheater you know this this, this went down yeah. yeah
1: yeah you learn a lot about her life it's messy it's a, a also just a great i don't know insight into the just messiness of adult oh, yeah. relationships and all that but you know in the in the in the hands of a less skilled director all this shit would not be that interesting but Again, just the craft, the performances, all of that comes together for just something that's a, just a delightful watch. This one, you, you shouldn't
0: sweat the runtime because if you've enjoyed or watched trials in real life, like televised trials, you're invested for days, sometimes months. Right, And right. so this just blows by. And then uh, if your YouTube algorithm has been pumping you 48 hours episodes nonstop and you've been <laughs> watching them... This will blow your mind, right? Because it's just, it's just, it's so much. It's it's made better, and it's it's intended to be made better than just like disposable weekly television. So yeah, it it came at a good time in my life after I've been watching just trash,
1: you know, about trashy people. (laughs) It's cool too because you see the French justice system, and you see this little bald fucker in robes just be a total prick. Santa, his version of the prosecutor. I can't believe. People are fighting for their lives in French court, and they're getting sentenced by people dressed <laughs> like a nativity scene. It yeah. is, a, it is, it's, it's ridiculous to that watch. But you know, again, it's just a a, a fun thrill ride um, yes. with a, a bit of a bit of craft
0: to it. Um, oh, two million dollars to make, fourteen million dollars so far God, at the box damn, office. Damn, two
1: million! I don't yep. understand what money is. How? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, again, how many places was that? The chalet and the courtroom. Yeah. They eat at a restaurant.
1: Well, we saw <laughs> freelance took place in a jungle. It
2: was all outside. No, and that, that cost like 20 screen. or 40 million. Green screen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that cost over, a lot.
0: Over a million French people have gone to see this movie. Uh, so there yeah. you
1: go. If it's good enough for them, it's going to be good for They enough just support you. them. So.
4: Yeah. <laughs> But she was saying, the, the director, she was like, I feel like people didn't want me in the in French cinema. And then she made this and was like, eh. oh, my God. And that was another thing. Um, there's that 50 Cent song. There's a yes. prominent yeah. 50 Cent yeah. song, a rendition uh, with steel drums. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just the instrumental of PIMP.
4: Yeah. Um, by a German group. And um, the, I guess that the story is she originally wanted Jolene the dolly oh yeah song. okay um but she was like it ended up being great because i was too on the nose especially for like american right, viewers right. Mm-hmm. and um she was like this song just happened to be in my playlist for months and i was all <laughs> what about this one but they couldn't afford it and then they're like what about this version it's like yeah okay <laughs> so they did and it ended up being uh, way funnier and way more effective because you do get that kind of rating quality yeah, and just it being a nuisance is way better than it being, you know, sappy or anything.
1: Yeah. The guy who dies, who's their murder they're investigating, he was just blasting this song at full volume and it scared off one of her guests. Yeah. So, you know, you hear the song in the movie really loud while it's happening mm-hmm. and then then they ever they replay it they just find so, to prove
0: that like the, the son
1: couldn't have possibly heard the they conversation they find either. so many excuses to replay yeah. this <laughs> steel drum band cover of uh 50 cents pimp it's
2: so unsettling they, <laughs>
1: they bring it up in the trial this is a song with misogynistic lyrics no uh but uh, objection it was the instrumental version <laughs> like
0: it, it's <laughs> what's crazy is you know, A lot of times, I, I try not to watch the previews before the movies at this point because I like to be surprised when we have to watch every movie. Um, so I was looking at just memes and right before this movie started, the last meme I saw was like, this 50 Cent is like a video of him being suspended above a, uh, his own concert and, and something's wrong with the wires and, and the caption just said, 50 Cent doesn't have a single song that warrants this. <laughs> and then when that busted out, it made it way funnier for me. I was dying.
1: So uh, do do we pronounce this one uh, Le Guilty or Le Innocent? (laughs) I'm going to say this one is Le Innocent. You should uh, 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 watch this film. It's a a foreign one, but it's not too snooty. It's not up its own rear end. It's it's watchable. It's good.
4: Uh, Yes, it's innocent.
1: Yes. Say it with a French accent, please. Le innocent okay that was a good one
4: (laughs) thanks um it is really good it is like the opposite of the holdovers where it's like somebody was on paper (laughs) writing this movie you know and so much script you know right amazingly done yeah really the acting is incredible i was so impressed because again with all this script Everybody just kind of delivering. Vincent is the lawyer, who the lady's lawyer. Looks like a fox. He looks like a fox. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody's just really good. The kid is impressive. The woman is um, captivating but not necessarily likable, which is a hard thing to do right. in a movie. And, yeah, it's, just, it's not, like, showy. It's just really good, and uh, that's all.
0: Let me tell you this, Dylan. If this movie was a female skunk, I'm Pepe LePew. I love this thing. I think you should see it at some point in your life.
1: Hallelujah! It's the last movie. What are we watching, Dylan? Uh, Journey
3: to Bethlehem. Classic Christmas melodies and modern pop songs tell the story of a young woman with an unimaginable responsibility. A young man torn between love and honor and a jealous king. Fiona Paloma as uh, Mary, Milo Manheim as Joseph, Antonio Banderas as King Herod, and this movie was directed by Adam Anders, a Swedish man.
1: The Joseph has to choose between love and what now? Honor. Honor. That's uh, it's biblical spelling. Yeah. H-O-N-O-U-R. Yes, yes. yes. Somehow, none of you blasphemers wanted to watch this movie with me and Dylan.
0: Uh, you know, I forgot that it was showing.
1: You don't like to watch musical versions oh. of... It's actually
3: really fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it's actually legit Yeah, sick. like
3: it wasn't even like biblical. It was just straight <laughs> up like praising. Bible
1: fan fiction? Kinda. You think Muse existed? <laughs> oh, like... Yeah, In BC? When like, I mean, he says modern pop music, there is like... I, I implore everyone listening to, to take a pause on this, or maybe you could switch over to different platforms. I don't know what you're listening to this on. And cue up um, Antonio Banderas as King Herod singing, it's so stinking good to be king. And hear like the sickest Marilyn Manson, beautiful people kind of like take on King Herod singing about how cool it is to be in charge. It's Antonio Banderas doing it. It's fucking sick. I think my favorite, or wait, no, the Muse song is his son. Yeah, but like, I
3: realized what the song reminded me of. What's that? Believer by uh, Imagine Dragons. Yeah, it's very. I was like, like oh, I was trying to think uh, about yeah, it the whole zombie. time. Uh, so sick.
4: son clap. Is that what yeah. they call yeah, that?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, dude, it's so sick. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't a, a lot of liberties <laughs> being taken <laughs> from the original source material. Like, oh,
3: go ahead and can you re- recite what it said at the very end? Oh, they're like, uh, yeah, we
1: uh, we changed some things, but this is pretty much how it was. Yeah, (laughs) like a title screen comes up. Actual. You, you expect, you know, based on a true story in the beginning, but at the end... Yeah, again, like in Radical that we watched, that it was a true story. They're like, yeah. hey, by the way, here's the cover that this girl appeared on, and here's what this kid went on to do. And here's empirical proof. Yeah, that yeah, this, yeah. This, is, that this checks out. This <laughs> one so was like, we embellished a little bit, but this is the basically <laughs> what happened. Fucking deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder what
3: they meant. Like, the songs? Like, they weren't really <laughs> dancing back then well, like I don't, that. There's
1: a lot of different interpretations of the Bible, like translations, yes. like, I don't know, King James or, yep. and all that. There's yep apocrypha it's probably in the apocrypha where there's <laughs> a black-robed version of uh, Joseph <laughs> and a white-robed version of Joseph and um the virgin Mary in the center of them like in a red robe yeah and uh one of them's like saying ah she's a tramp she got knocked up by someone else and the other version of him is like nah she's legit everything she's saying is for real gabriel talked to her she's legit and they just kind of have like a fist fight over a kind of uh, muse sounding song, and then uh, I think that's in the apocrypha. And then eventually, the white robe guy punches the black robe guy out, and uh, then it's like, okay, yeah, I'll go along with this.
4: Where's Joseph at this time? Joseph, or it's, just it's seeing in Jim.
1: his mind. Okay. So yeah, so it is a dream, dream going,
3: sequence. Uh, yeah, I see. because um, what's her name? Mary starts <laughs> talking to him like, believe her, but in Gabriel's voice. <laughs> So yeah. she's like looking right in the camera. Believe her; she's telling the truth. And then he wakes up. And like, What the
1: fuck? It's so sick. There's when the angel Gabriel first appears, played by R&B singer LaCrae. Um, he's like in her, like her hovel where she Mary lives. Yeah, this is before the fame. So she was like, you know, humble beginnings. It's like where, where Charlie sleeps in the Willy Wonka house. You know, a bunch of beds and stuff. Anyways, uh, he he comes down and like a you know light classic angel stuff. You know. But then he's like muttering over in his head, like, "Okay, I'll tell her, like, you're the chosen one." No, 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 that sounds too direct. Um, hey, Mary, uh, we've decided that. No, 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 not like that. Like he's fumbling, he's trying to like get the script straight. And then he's like, "Okay, I got it." And then he he rise elevates up and then moves forward and bonks his head on like a beam. <laughs> this happens in the Bible, yeah, and they insane. are bringing this to the screen. Yeah, and then
3: he tries to wake her up, like Mary, Mary. Mm, Mary. And then she wakes up. She's like, what the fuck? He's like, Well, God chose you
1: to be the chosen one to carry his birth-given son. I'm so mad. I didn't that's like a big deal in the Bible where it's like, hey, I'm pregnant and I know what this sounds like, but bear with me here. <laughs> and he's gotta kind of be like, fuck, really? All right. Uh and it's sort of like a testament to Joseph's faith. It's the whole thing, right? But watching this movie i'm like wait a second why didn't the angel just tell them both just be like hey uh, before it happens because in the movie eventually he tells joseph he's like oh hey that chick's legit dude don't even trip but why not before it happens say hey i know you're married hear me out she's gonna get this thing it's gonna be a mess don't worry about it there's a plan for it
4: why wouldn't he just tell them both he wasn't there though like he wasn't where she was when she got told right no, no, so but the he, angel—he's unnecessary, really. <sighs> I mean, could've. he's helpful to her, but
1: it'd be helpful to him too to help the situation along. It's just me. It's and besides, <laughs> it's not like oh, we only can choose one. It's well, like they you're were, an they angel; you have infinite power.
3: They didn't plan on having to tell him.
1: Yeah, they, they
4: didn't like, get cleared for that. They're like, "What do you
3: mean? What do you mean she got <laughs> married?" <laughs> Again, uh, just yeah. A, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't plan
1: for that to happen. Like shit. All right, well, it's a it's a old, it's old testament, right? I know it's like the start of the new there's one. There's
4: no Jesus in the Old Testament.
1: Yeah, I know, but this, there's no Jesus in this yet until mm. he gets born.
4: Oh, that's like Matthew. It's <laughs> so a new he, Testament. So this is the New Testament.
1: Born. So God's just still, he still just has that Old Testament quality still. He's shaking off. God's story arc, character arc hasn't like rolled over yet. He's still got that, like, kill your kid. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> He's still that God. <laughs> He's still that God. For some reason, as you're saying that, I, did, did he
0: start beatboxing after that or anything like no, that? It sounds like a very musical... It is. It's yeah. like
1: very, There's like a lot of music. That I implore, again, anyone to just look up the songs on uh, YouTube because there's a lot of music videos okay. and they're fucking sick. Is there dancing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So much, bro. They got these... like. Uh, I don't know how this is going to sound. Listen... You know when there's just uh, what do the kids call these days zestiness? When the what? the backup dancers are like kind of zesty. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like dressed up as Roman guards, but then they start doing like choreographed. Oh yeah! It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fucking
3: badass. Honestly,
1: yeah. so
4: this is like you guys got to see the Magic Flute last year, yes. and then you get to see this one this year. Magic Flute
1: was goaded. Magic Flute was way better this, than this. Wasn't that this year still? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was like, this year. Yeah, it was, like yeah. It was oh, earlier. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Magic wow. Flu was better than this, but this does, you know, reinforce the idea that musicals are the weirdest kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> like people just break, and the more serious they take it, the more weird it gets. Can't. Yeah, yeah. Musicals are sick. She's yeah. just
0: saying that you two are way more cultured than yeah, we are of at this point. However, Justine did walk away with some collateral from the movie, yeah, uh, in the form of a word search. I'm wondering, did you take a look at that, or maybe oh, give yeah, it? Yeah, of course. A shot? There were, there's a yeah.
4: free activity sheet. Yeah. If you happen to have a movie theater that has one of those big cardboard things in the in the halls, there's like a word search. There's a little quiz. Yeah. A mini quiz. to See if right. you were paying attention. During the movie, Colin was not.
1: There's questions on the worksheet that aren't in the movie. (laughs) They say what 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 books in the Bible does this tell? And it's like and they don't fucking say. <laughs> if they did,
3: they were singing it, and you don't really know. Right, what it's not like yeah, It opens right. up
1: like Acts one, wrapped. two, or whatever.
3: That would be
4: really funny if the characters in the story were telling you what books of the Bible. So well, you could have like a little Jiminy
1: Cricket character who's <laughs> like, "Boy, oh, okay. Joseph's really in a rut this time. I wonder how he's going to get out." For more information, see uh, Acts 1, 2. What book, what book is it that uh, Jesus gets born in? Like Genesis is the world getting born, and then there's all those other ones, Job and all that. But like you'd think the one where the mangers, with all this talk of the mangers, bro, the lamb shows up. You know the lamb and all the manger scenes? The lamb? He just shows up for no reason in the middle of the desert. Oh, you no, were saying
4: showed... something about the wise men that I was uh, bothered by. What was
1: it? Oh, they're like bungling, kind oh, of. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're like three
1: stooges. Yeah, they yeah. bring up the They're hack... just book smart. You well, know? they bring up all the hacky stuff about like, you know, uh, Myrrh is great. Uh, you know, everyone knows Murr sucks. And like the Murr guy is like hyping up the Murr really hard. Yeah, yeah They're yeah. the comic relief. They're like the uh, 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 Pumbaa and Timon of the film. <laughs> except there's three of them. So I don't know. So the... The story where Jesus gets born. It's Matthew. Matthew.
4: It's like it's, wait, you know they re- reference it in different places, but it's Matthew.
1: Matthew, mm-hmm. who is not a main character in that arc. That's ridiculous. You know, just, <laughs> I take all of these. All editor, of these
4: books, though, were always written like after you know. Why wouldn't just, they like, call it just, like main,
1: Jesus? What part one? The part book, one. Of, the book it's of Christ. The
4: book that Matthew wrote <laughs> That's why it's called Matthew. It's Come not the book now. that's about Matthew.
1: Oh, oh, Genesis didn't write nothing except no. for a couple great albums. But yeah, a couple oh. of albums. Exodus. That's a banger.
4: Yeah, see. Someone should to do a movie of that. <laughs> never been done before. <laughs> Make a musical out of it, though.
1: That is sick that, like, those stories, like, peaked back then. <laughs> like, Exodus. Like, there'll never be another Exodus movie as good as. The Charlton Heston one. Like, period. It's crazy. It's true. They didn't have any technology. They didn't have any CG. They figured out how to tell these stories, like the definitive versions.
0: Did anybody look up the budget for this?
1: Uh, $270 million.
0: $220 million Shut the to, fuck to produce up. and roughly $100 million to promote? Do you know what it grossed? Five hundred mil. $2 million. <laughs> This movie costs
1: $210 million.
0: $220 million plus $100 million in, in promo.
1: And the promo part, I'll believe. The promo, definitely, been, I believe. They have yeah. been hyping this, but like, that's lunacy.
4: That really is crazy.
1: It's just singing and dancing in and a desert. And you don't
4: have to buy, like, the rights to
1: this <laughs> And I'm not fucking stupid. You know, this is like East County. This is in Burbank. This is a weekend at Joshua Tree. And these
4: people are nobody, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, except for Antonio
3: Panderas. He's yeah, the it's only. True face
1: he cost 200 million dollars i guess <laughs> yeah i
3: think he <laughs> ate much of the budget
1: the anders guys all the guys whose names start with a that wrote the music to it they did write a whole ass score but yeah this Martin weathersbaugh does that every day well he leans on some keyboards they gotta be like hi i am joseph fenn i'm so confused i don't know what right. to do about this they have to write like songs
4: were the songs how are the songs
1: bangers yeah really? i would say like
3: once it started like uh mary starts talking i'm I'm scary to get married and my name is mary and i'm like yo this is fucking sick i was like yo they're trying so hard this is so awesome yeah it's like
1: like has that like rocky horror energy where it's like i don't know if i want to get married mary Uh, it's kind of scary mary (laughs) breaking news
0: The person that wrote that article yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was debunked. It only cost six million. Yeah. I don't
1: yeah. know why they're 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 kayfaving. That yeah. sounds like nonsense. And then Uh, It's one of those, again, the real movies. Again, fuck all this French subtitle bullshit. Fuck your film grain. Real movies have QR codes that come Mm -hmm. on at the credits. And you can scan them and you can give the gift of cinema to friends. Where was that in your precious holdovers? Hmm? Mm. Where was that in your precious uh, anatomy of a fall? Mm. Mm. The
0: Marvels had a uh, a you-can-take-away-a-ticket-from-somebody QR code.
4: (laughs) That anatomy of a fall, did not mention, is not actually entirely in French. It's right. a French movie no, is yeah. mostly in English.
1: Yeah, it's even making it even mm. easier for you.
4: Yeah, you don't actually have to read much.
1: And this movie is not in Bible talk. It's in <laughs> yeah, it's s- all in
3: English. And there's like uh, it's not like uh, <laughs> modern slang or anything. But the fact that King Herod oh, yeah. says it's stinking good to be king. It's so stinking good to be king. What did you yeah. say?
1: Yeah, it's, no you're you're saying yeah, like it's a joke, exactly. but that is literally. That's like, the,
3: that's like the line of the course. It's like it's so stinking good to be king. Like, hell yeah. Stinking? <laughs> awesome. Is
4: this rated PG?
1: Uh R. damn near X. Yeah,
2: oh, <laughs> hard They had R. to really dial back NC seventeen.
4: Like, yeah. yeah. What, uh, how much of the I'm just wondering, like, Tickets? did you feel like there was, like, story or backstory? Or is it really just, here's Mary, she's pregnant, Joseph's okay with it now, well, then it gets born.
1: It is kind of weird, because there's, like,
4: <laughs> Gabriel
1: shows up, and this is the side plot I don't understand. Because, again, I cannot stress enough, Antonio Banderas loves being king. And so, somehow he's like, hey, Gabriel, some he catches wind that there's a new king, this king, the king of all Jews, and he's like, uh, he catches wind of this. He's like, what? Not on my watch. Kill every pregnant woman. And his kid is like, dude, don't know, stupid. We'll try to catch her or something. And so Mary's kind of on the run because they're looking for pregnant ladies because the king doesn't want the the king the king the new king in town to be born. And um, hence, they have to hide in the manger and secret themselves away. But there's something about her aunt being really old and knocked up and gabriel's like this is another miracle i can do and that's like a plot point she has to like go and find her the journey from where she is to bethlehem is like hiding out at her house for a while with joseph it's a little again i don't i'm not a biblical scholar yeah yet
2: uh, yet yeah i'm not like gonna pretend to be drug.
0: to be smart everything i know about the bible is in the devil conspiracy right so question for you did our boy michael show up no, all Gabriel. Oh. Well, actually, yeah. there's a
1: scene. So once Jesus is born, you've heard the light that the wise men follow, right? The light, no. apparently. A UFO. Uh, Better. It's oh, I heard that. a giant-ass yeah. Gabriel in the sky.
2: Oh.
4: And he brings
1: out a squad, like eight other, you know those Avengers scenes where they all like show off for the camera? <laughs> it's like that, but they're all angels. <laughs> they're in the background, though. The R&B singer Lecrae is in the foreground as Gabriel. And they're on the background, so probably one of them is Michael. But again, that's one of those that's not like Michael's <gasps> job. That's like Easter egg shit. You gotta oh, like locate which yeah. one it is. But, but yeah, they at like, least set the table so that he'll get his own movie. That's
4: true. Yeah, they're he's just he's the he's the war one. Gabriel's the messenger. That's why oh. he's there.
1: Uh. Well, there's still a uh. bunch of angels in the sky that back up Gabriel, okay. and it's like huge light. And it's, again, it's weird because they're trying to like hide. Mary is trying to it's hide a
2: star. Who's gonna?
1: no it's not a star it's a giant man it's a giant man it's a giant man in the sky illuminated
4: (laughs) people would just look at it and be like oh it's a star not if they
1: were it's she's in the main you know they knock on the mangers. they're like hey is there any room in the inn no there's no room in the inn. classic Mm -hmm. classic stories Mm -hmm. inns multiple (laughs) being sold out of no vacancy, Ooh. suggests that it's a bustling place. And that's what it looks like. This is a village. Which back then, if you had a village, Jesus, you're doing all right for yourself.
4: Or that <laughs> if they noticed she was pregnant, they didn't want her to be there.
1: I'm just saying, it's an it's, it's an inhabited population. Right. And this woman is just given birth illegally. And a <laughs> giant man appears right above where she is, blasting <laughs> the sky with angel energy. It's not, It's so I don't was- know how he's helping her. But the wise men eventually get to her and they give her the gifts and they make jokes about how shitty they are.
3: And they also um, show us the origin of Silent Night. Yeah, during that scene.
1: Whoa! Yeah, this like once Jesus gets born, this like kid who you've never seen before in the movie starts singing Silent Night. You're like, yo, they're bringing out the bangers. <laughs> it sings the whole thing. It's. Serious. He was freestyling Silent Night. Oh, well, he was He was stick. He was a very traditional uh, singing of Silent Night. But... No, but
0: what I'm saying is, like in the context of the yeah, story, he was inventing. It he was I just think. off the dome.
1: I don't yeah, know if she that's... just started
0: singing it. How, old, how I
1: think I'm gonna find out what, how old Silent Night is. But... It's very new. Well, according <laughs> no. to my
3: Bible, <laughs> not in the BCU, the <laughs> Biblical Cinematic Universe. So, uh. uh all those scenes where Antonio Banderas is, like, trying to sleep and then, yeah. like, uh, this, like, wind of stars and energy, like, was right. waking him up. <sighs> did you assume, because I thought, did you, like, think the devil is going to just yes. show up? Yeah, see? I all was right. so ready That's, for that. That was the one thing this movie was missing, was yeah. just a Lucifer, like, just popping Aww. up. Antonio Off. King Herod. Yeah,
1: kill the babies like a dude. Yeah, like a like the devil from Legend. Like shows up yeah, exactly. and courage. he's like, "Dude, <laughs> they're moving. Yeah. <laughs> they are making movements. They're coming to Bethlehem. But they never. are journeying. That. I know.
3: Yeah, he just sits in a scary ass throne
1: like a lot. Yeah, he's just stressed out. Yeah. He's really unnecessary in the movie. But the movie would also fucking suck if he wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah, so, because you I don't you know what to tell you.
3: He had the best song. I'll give yes, him that. Yes, banger. Yeah, best song. Just. Threatening to kill his own like uh, civilians in his like kingdom, <laughs> so sick. He,
4: is he actually like used a lot? Yes, because you know how they're like, and Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or...
3: No, he's up in it. Oh, okay, he's up in it, it for sure. Though it, it feels like two days worth of shooting. Yeah, but <laughs> one day specifically to do the song, and then the other day is just to hang out in this room.
1: His kid is definitely gets more screen time, but yeah, um, I don't know, Dylan. Yeah, let's let's break it down to the people. um Are you going to convert? Or are you going to be a heathen and not watch this film?
3: Um, I think I'm converted. You're uh, past tense. Yeah, that's sick. This movie like got me. I understood it, and, and it I underst- learned a lot. I understood you. I learned more. What did you?
1: Do? Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, what? What? It's a. Uh, Saul gets turned to Paul. Mm-hmm. That's me, baby. I was. Uh, I was Saul. And then I I was at the Road of Damascus, and this movie was playing. I'm Gabriel. Yeah, and I'm I'm Paul. Uh, Yeah, this is a a, 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 I Love Me Some Unhinged (laughs) musicals, and I Love Me Some Unhinged Bible movies. You're going to have an unhinged Bible musical? This is fucking psychotic. There is uh, not another film like this (laughs) you're going to see, probably ever. (laughs) Uh, It's legit kind of fun, it's very legit weird. You can't help but smile watching this goofy, weird, very odd film. Uh, So I'll I'll give it a... I'll I'll say it made a believer out of me. I'll say that much. Um, Dylan, it's time that you tell the people what we're watching next. I can't believe we watched six movies this week. Unlimited. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening
3: to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited This week, we got the long-awaited sequel to the Troll series, Trolls Band Together. It looks sick, and honestly, I cannot wait for it. Then we got a spin-off of the beloved series, The Hunger Games, The Hunger Games' Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. Will you play the game? I will. I can't wait to watch this one. Next goal wins the new Michael Fassbender film. That looks really good, and I can't wait to see it. We also got another seasonal slasher of the year, Thanksgiving. Remember that? From the other movie? yeah. Anyway. It looks sick and I can't wait to see it. That's all for this week guys. We'll see you at the theaters. Bye!